Hi, my name is PK from Almost Inevitable Design, and this is the 2.4 million dollar podcast where we talk about web design, web development, and WordPress. Just a heads up, I might be using a bit of profanity at times, which is why I checked on the explicit tag. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you left me a good rating on iTunes and Spotify. And if you have any questions, feel free to come down to almostinevitable.com and leave me a comment. Also, if you have any friends who need to hear this shit, go ahead, recommend it, and share it. Okay, so we are back. Uh, it is episode 25. Um, so before we get into episode 25, uh, I think, I don't know, um, are you guys enjoying the podcast? <laughs> I do get emails and questions and stuff. Uh, but I can never know, and I'm not like actively promoting it that much, except for putting up putting it up on my Facebook page. Um, my website technically started off as, well, I've had almostinevitable.com for a very long time now, and um, I've started off as like sort of like my portfolio page. Maybe sometimes even for a very short time it was for my photography, uh, but. In the end, I decided I might as well try. I well, I tried to make a web development portfolio, web design, web development portfolio. But then uh, I tried posting some blog posts on tutorials on how to use Divi, and people seemed to dig it. So I kept on doing that, and it became sort of like um, you can you can find uh, my website if you search for whatever I don't know term and Divi in the same search uh, search field. So it's pretty searchable. It's got it's gotten to a point where it, it actually has some SEO and stuff. Not well, you can't actually say S optimize it. Well, I, I don't optimize it, but it does get uh, caught on Google's radar quite a bit. But now um, I'm doing I'm focusing a lot more on my podcast because I'm waiting for Divi to become usable again. <laughs> Fucking Divi, waiting for it to become usable again for me. And I've gotten way deep into um, what is it? Uh, custom themes and stuff. Uh, I've, I also am currently working on making a SAS for Divi course, uh, which is uh, an advanced CSS, way more advanced than regular CSS kind of course. It's I think it's really cool. I don't know how many people are going to purchase it, but I think it's pretty cool. And you can pretty much make a lot of cool stuff, and I'm probably going to be doing e-commerce on that. So... Um, I don't know. Hopefully, look out for that. And of course, after that, I do have some more courses in mind. I do have some more projects in mind. I won't go over all of them because you know it's going to take a long time to get to them. But you know, I do have a lot of projects that I'm constantly working on. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I've been focusing on a lot of my podcasts, and most of my personal project time has been focused on this. So just curious if you're listening or if you're recommending it to your friends or whatever. I don't know. I think a lot of people who need to hear this shit are not actually here listening to this and they're just off chasing stupid posts where it doesn't help at all and just, you know, just, you know, not learning properly and just trying to find stupid hacks from people who don't know any better, who should be learning themselves. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's frustrating to see people not learn properly and, you know, anyways, uh, suggest this to your friends and stuff, and uh, that's good. All right, so let's get into episode... Oh, oh one more thing, sorry. Um, I think I mentioned last week that I was doing... I don't know when I recorded. Maybe it's before I recorded, hopefully after. I don't know. I gave... Um, I did a magic lecture. That went really well. People really seemed to dig it. They liked it. I've gotten pretty good praises for that, pretty good feedback, so I'm very happy... It's all caught on camera, so it turned out very well. So thank you for asking me how it went. Uh, it went very well. I'm very happy with it. So, yeah. Another project in mind that I have uh, is um, releasing another... Because I've released a few magic projects, uh, video lectures and stuff in the past, and I'm thinking of doing this uh, another really nice, ambitious project all solo. So... I have the domain and everything, so yeah. All right, let's get into episode 25. I've been talking about um, all kinds of stuff for five fucking minutes. All right, now, 
Episode 25 is called The Thing That Should Not Be. It is a song off of fucking Metallica, Master of Puppets, 1986, and uh, the last Cliff Burton album. Not that it matters, not that um, whether it's Cliff or uh, Jason or Rob, I really don't mind. I, I like all of them, so it's fine. Don't get angry. I don't gatekeep that much. I try to keep the gates open and try to uh, enjoy all kinds of things. So I don't get angry, you know. Like Allison Chains has a new vocal. Uh, I forgot the guy's name. It's it was um oh yeah it was Lane. Now Lane passed away and now it's Duval and he does a great job. So yeah, I mean Jerry Cantrell trusted him enough to sing all this all their songs. So. He's doing a good job. What's what's with all the hate, right? It's the same thing with me and um, Cliff and Jason and Rob. All their three bassists. <laughs> they keep changing bassists. Um, I like them all. But anyways, this is still technically the last uh, Cliff Burton album. And the thing that should not be is really cool. It's a very heavy, dark song. It's wonderful. Now, the reason why it's called the thing that should not be is because... What we're going to talk about today is because, you know, it's a Metallica song, we're going to be talking about WooCommerce and uh, concerning WooCommerce, what we, what I think I want to talk about in this episode is how to uh, plan and put together a WooCommerce website, I don't know, a schematic or structure. You know, like the plugins that you need and how to put them together. Uh, the reason why it's called the thing that should not be is because sometimes you might have to repurpose some plugins to do something else for you and you might have to call it something else. So that's why I decided that this is probably what I should call it out of all the Metallica songs. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna I'm going to talk a lot about this is probably going to be very, uh, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be talking yeah, uh, I'm not going to do articles and resources in this case. I'll probably do that in a, tomorrow's recording because I, I have a lot of other stuff to do. So probably going to uh, split it up. But still, you know, this one takes about 40 minutes. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So when you get a client in, this is sort of how I suggest the briefing process and the research process and all that is supposed to go, okay? Now, I think it's wrong to say that uh, WooCommerce websites start at a certain uh, at a certain uh, price, although some of it is true, can be true, because if you are actually styling everything, you have to style some extra pages. There's, the, uh, there's a client, a customer login page, there's a customer account page, there's a cart, there's a checkout, there's an archive page, there's a product page, and there is uh, there's one more. No, I think that's it, maybe. Yeah. So that's what, five, five, six pages that already comes with. And at best, you're going to probably have, you, you won't have to worry too much about the what policy and the terms and conditions, uh, but you will have to think about. The FAQ usually, usually you have an FAQ, uh, also with um, shipping stuff, right? Shipping policy and refund policy and all that. And of course, the about us and the front page. So it comes regardless of what you do, trying to keep everything as minimum as possible, you're, you're going to still end up with styling a lot of pages because that's the nature of the website. So yes, it makes sense that there is probably a, a certain amount that it should surpass in terms of pricing. However, some themes are good enough that they're built to, to have all those pages styled and you don't have to worry too much about it. All you need to do is just set it up, maybe build the front page, maybe connect some plugins and make sure it works and then give some training and it will work technically it will work now it's up to you to find a good theme or it's up to you to 
fucking leave everything else alone and just leave it up to the theme. There are cases like that, but that's 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 the only thing, you know? So besides that, it's gonna be pretty simple if if you let the theme do its thing, all right? Like, besides themes like Divi or whatever that try to come up with a, 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 a default, pretty blank slate, but, you know, WooCommerce themes that are made for WooCommerce, not the one, not the crazy ones in, like, um, what is it, like, fucking, all the crazy theme forest ones that build 50 demo pages, but, you know, some really cool, simple ones that work. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably feature them in, in some other WooCommerce post, but there are some themes that do that real easily. Um, I think Sullivan, if you check out Anders Norin, uh, Sullivan is a theme that does that really well. I've used it before. It works really well, so things like that. You can actually just make it pretty easily, but that's usually not the case because if they come to you, they're usually coming for a custom build. Now, let's just assume it is a semi-custom build and you're not going to be doing everything from scratch. All right, let's just assume that, okay? And let's just, let's just assume that styling things is not a problem. As long as it works, it's not a problem because that's, that's not what we're going to be talking about, all right? Otherwise, uh, there, you're going to have to style everything in the plugin that the plugin adds to the website so it's gonna be a fucking mess so let's forget about styling let's forget about uh, full custom builds or um, custom PHP functions and all that let's just stick to how to repurpose plugins and make sure you get a good brief and you deliver what the client wants alright that's what we're gonna be focusing on and let's th think about specifically um, all kinds of requests that you get for WooCommerce and how to deal with them, okay? It took, it take, it's taking me a long time to get to the subject, but you sort of understand where we're going, right? Yeah, all right, cool. Cool, right? Cool. It's raining a lot outside. It is uh, almost 10 p.m., and it is raining a lot. Yeah. Uh, up in, well, down in, I don't know. I don't know if it's up in or down in because technically it's north, of most large cities in Australia, but it's also the southern part of Queensland, sort of the southern part, so I don't know if it's up in or down in, but <laughs> it's on in my area near Brisbane. Um, yeah, it's raining, raining quite a bit. I heard um, Sydney's really bad, uh, so yeah. All right, let's get into this. So number one, when you get the brief, think about well, mention and cover all the fucking, every little thing. Don't leave out any detail. Even uh, even the mini, mini cart that pops up when you add a product, that can, that might become another, another plugin. If the theme doesn't support it, you'll have to add a plugin for that. Uh, don't worry about WooCommerce plugins. You're gonna end up with a lot, all right? Don't worry too much about adding too many WooCommerce plugins. Seriously, that happens very easily. And you need to optimize the images and everything. You're gonna end up with 50 plugins. <laughs> it's, it's gonna happen, all right? It's gonna happen. And it's not too bad because WooCommerce is built really well, surprisingly well, because it powers a lot of websites and it fucking works, you know? So the 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 plugins that support or, or the add-ons for WooCommerce actually work surprisingly well. So, and you put them all together, it's very rare to get a really, really weird, bad, slow, non-functioning WooCommerce website. That happens, I'll, I might cover that later, but it does happen, but a lot of times it won't, all right? So don't worry about adding too many plugins. Um, and also, what are you gonna fucking do? Write your own PHP, function just for one when, when you could have done it with a plugin and by someone that knows what they're doing and you're essentially doing the same thing you know running a few PHP functions you know so it's it's not worth it focus on well-built plugins all right that's that's it it'll it'll make your life way easier and 
like I said, what what else are you gonna fucking do? Write it, write your own plugins for that? Of course, you can write extra stuff to do things. I'll talk about that as well, but not full add-ons. All right, so that's gonna be way too much work. It's it's not worth it. Okay. All right. So when you get the brief, think about everything. Like, if your mouse hovers over a product, do you want an extra image that shows with it? Well, does a client want an extra image that shows with it, or just a, a, a click through and then you go to the product, or do you do they want to add it to the cart from the archive page, from the product card, not even going into the product? They can just add it there. Quick add, it's called quick add. Um, or do they want to buy now button? Everything, because the problem is, the problem is, the clients do not know what WooCommerce can do. Or, I should probably rephrase that, the, the clients most of the times do not know what WooCommerce cannot do. You should know that WooCommerce cannot do anything, <laughs> okay? It cannot do anything except put up products, variations, and put that through a cart and check out and it's there sends out emails and payment goes through all right but any other product purchasing feature or or functionality WooCommerce most likely does not have and nobody asks for that magnifying glass either so what the fuck what the fuck WooCommerce so most of the times a lot of people clients they think it's just you know oh it's a simple simple e-commerce because They've been dealing with an e-commerce website that does that. So for them, it's something that's simple. But for you, it's usually not because you have to, you have to find a way to make that shit happen. You know, so don't forget anything. Think about everything. Cover everything. The mouse does, and the user will do with the website. All right, and some things if you if nothing pops up in your head about what's going to happen unless they think it's really important just tell them I can't promise this uh, let's just move on it doesn't affect functionality so let's just leave this out if I find a way I'll let you know and might add some time to the quote later on uh, to the balance later on but for now let's not put it in the initial quote just leave it out put a thumbtack on it okay and don't promise things that you cannot deliver what, but what if I can't do anything? Well, then don't take on clients to do that. Right? I mean, what the fuck, man? So, yeah, of course, right? So, think about that uh, and just make sure you cover everything and you are safe, all right? Because clients will think, but it's just an e-commerce website. Why can't you do that? Of course, everything does. All the e-commerce websites do it. No, they don't, but they think they, but they, think they do. So, that's... That's going to be a problem later on for you, all right? So always cover everything and make sure you uh, discuss everything with the client. It's very important, okay? Now, number two, who's going to populate it? Of course, I think I suggest that the client populates it after you give them training because uh, unless it's only a one, two, three product type of website, they're going to have quite a few and they're gonna to have to learn how to do it. And you have to set the parameters of how they can populate the website and put up the products. Otherwise, uh, you're gonna be stuck putting up like 50 products and it is such a waste of fucking time. It is insane. The shop owners should be, should be doing it. It's not your fucking job unless you fucking get paid enough to do that shit, all right? So, yeah, um, don't, don't, just give them training get it out of your hands, all right? So, but but the thing is, it's important to know who's populating it because if you're gonna add some extra stuff and if, you're, if you make it in your own way, in a very convoluted way, they might not be able to maintain it and that's gonna become a problem. So you need to understand, you need to think, you need to, well, at least ask how much they're willing to populate how much they're willing to learn and how much they can shut up and actually follow orders or well, instructions, not orders, instructions, sorry, instructions.
Okay, that's that's actually something you need to think about. All right, so make that clear. All right, uh, let's go to number three. That was a clap. That was a clap. Clap. Sorry. Uh, number three. You see a product and a product page. How is it gonna work? Now, the reason why this is such a problem is because there are a lot of things that this well whatever certain product that they have because they own the business or because they want to start the business if it's someone who owns the business they know all the ins and outs of that product if it's someone who wants to start the business they're very passionate about it so they will have a lot of rules about how the product should be ordered or how the order should go through same thing I guess and how it should be presented alright now if you're going with the WooCommerce default page you're gonna end up with a few tabs right you're gonna have the description you're gonna have the reviews and additional information now the additional information is if you put in some uh, product specs specifications like uh, sizes or whatever uh, and also uh, the content, the regular content that the product gets will end up in the, 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 the description, okay? And of course, if people write a review, that's, that's the review. So, sometimes you might need a custom tab, all right? Some custom tab, now the thing is, with custom tabs, some custom tabs uh, are global, so you can add it to all the products in a certain category or all the products period, stuff like that. And some tabs can be custom for it. So each product can have a separate tab. So you gotta make sure that you cover that and you know what you're getting into when you talk about custom tabs, all right? And that, that's, that's a very easy way of taking care of a lot of stuff, all right? Another way that, that you can easily take care of a lot of stuff and allow the users to actually upload their own stuff um, because they ask for, sometimes I've had them ask for things like a very templated uh, FAQ on the bottom of the product description or uh, um, some shipping details that the customer should know before they order, for example, that kind of stuff, right? Now, an easy way to do that is to use a plugin like Shortcoder, right? There's a plugin called Shortcoder, and it's really easy to use that because what you do is actually you make your own shortcodes, pretty much. And what you do is you just add content in there, make it into a shortcode, and you can actually add it on the uh, on the back end of the product and the product content. All right, and they have they actually have a button. It says like shortcode. You press that, and then you can pick a shortcode. So it just adds that in there, and that is an easy way and it feels really custom for the uh, for the for the client they're like you're like when you're in training you're like click on this and it'll give you an option of drop down of what, what you want to add if you want to add the FAQ just click on that and there you go it looks like nothing but it will become FAQ uh, table on the front end and they're like wow right so that kind of stuff there's a lot of things that you can sort of and and, and as opposed to as opposed to making a separate tab or wondering how to put it on the footer or wondering how to put it after the product description box there's a and if you want to do that you need to actually go into the PHP and edit it uh, the single product PHP file the template file so that that sucks and you can't change it easily right so that sucks so adding short codes is a lot easier or adding custom tabs is a lot easier than doing that so uh, those are things that you can do in terms of presentation of products and also for example if you are if they want a lot of variations now a lot of times small uh, e-commerce websites they deal with a lot of small Etsy type custom stuff like they get a name to embroider on on on, on a, 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 a fucking thing the belt I don't know <laughs> what where do you embroider a name I don't know Something like that, right? Or carve your name in wood, for example, or print your name on a sticker, whatever it is, right? And that kind of stuff. Uh, 
is is it, it it's it's a very popular new type of e-commerce website. The 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 custom built small custom store, you know, uh, craft store, and and for example, stuff stuff like that. See, one thing that a lot of people want to do is they think it's one product. All right. For example, let's let's start with a, let's try an example. Right? right in front of me, I have, I have the you know the, the monitor stand from IKEA. I have that. I put my iPad on that, and my keyboard goes underneath that. My Bluetooth keyboard. So, let's say IKEA stand. Right. So it's a it's a it's a wooden stand. All right. And if for all right for a client, it's one type of order. It is one type of order, whether it is, I have no idea what wood is, I mean, not what, what wood is, or what kind of wood there are, but let's say this is fucking oak, and then there's, um, <laughs> gum tree, no, that's a website, no, <laughs> is that a tree, is that an actual tree, oh man, I can't believe this, I work, I, I, I maintain, I work for this company, timber, timber company, I don't even know the names, oh, Anyways, let's just say red. There's red wood, there's brown wood, and there's blonde wood. All right, that's good enough. Whatever, fuck you. That's good enough. All right, so <laughs> now for a client, not not client, for the shop owner, for them, it's a product. It's one product. It is a monitor stand. That's it. That's the only product. That's one product. So if they see a monitor stand, they want to get all the specs on that and then build it custom. However, a much, 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 much easier way of doing that is having three different um, types of monitor stands with three different types of wood. Because other, what you're gonna get is, if, let's say you have three types of wood, and then you have three different sizes. That is nine fucking variations. That takes WooCommerce more time to get all this shit done. And then if you start adding even more stuff to it, if it's not just that and then you add, I don't know, whatever you add to it, I, I have no idea, like a name, all right, or a, a finish or something like that, that becomes, it just multiplies, all right? So if you have two different types of finishes, that's 18 types of products. You can cut that down drastically by just starting with the first point, all right? The first point is the color. So you make three products of that color, add the variations to that. All right? Or if the first point that you think the, the, the shop owner needs to know about is maybe the size, then you make three products in different sizes. Okay? That's way easier to maintain than all, all of them being one product. You know, because what you're gonna happen, what's gonna happen later is you're gonna add um, more stuff to it because it can be very custom. And then you're going to add like a message to it and everything. It becomes a mess, right? So it, for, for the shop owner, sometimes it is a little harder for them to understand, but that really helps. You need to simplify the product itself. Otherwise, not only just that, it makes it harder for the, uh, for the customer to decide, you know? So yeah, right? So try to, try to walk the client the shop owner through the process and sort of hold their hand and have them see the customer's perspective and find the first point of reference, the first point of contact, or first point of customization that they want and then go with that, all right? That will help. Trust me, it will help, all right? Okay, and we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more in, in a second because I have some examples later on, all right? Now, of course, this was an example because it was a fucking IKEA monitor stand, but still, same thing. All right, next number four. That's another snap. Snap. Uh, sorry, I, I don't know if it's really harsh uh, on the mic, but I'll try not to. I'll just snap my fingers and not clap. I don't know. <laughs> All right, number four. Uh, I've mentioned this before, but cover everything, as in what. Like, besides just the little interactions and all the presentation, how the products work, 
but not just that you need to mention that you have you do need the uh, privacy policy you do do need the tnc's uh, terms and conditions you do need the shipping policies if it's a company that has shipping and all that make sure it is compliant with the law uh, usually gdpr is important so uh, you can't just put people up put people uh, anybody who who just pops up to the website and purchases something you can't put them on the newsletter unless it is an active subscription so stuff like that you know so just make sure everything oh I've had I've had this lady oh fuck people people think it's it's smart when they're being sneaky about it like let's say you ask for uh, what was it ask for uh, oh yeah so this this client wanted people to contact her uh, I'm pretty sure that website is not doing well at all because it has the recipe for disaster in every way, every aspect. So it's not, it's not going to work. Such a bad website. Uh, anyways, so this lady uh, wanted me to add the contact email. So if people contact her for whatever reason, she wanted them to be automatically on um, the, the their newsletter. I told her, no, that's not a good idea. It's not, not only not just in Australia, but uh, if you're going to be contacted, if, because she uses a .com, if you're going to be using a .com and anybody from any European country, because there's a lot in Australia as well, uh, contacts you, then... GDPR, bitch. So, <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say bitch. I'd like to. Um, but, yeah. So, I told her that. So, she said, no, I'm pretty sure I got I got all my stuff done by a lawyer and all that. And I said, oh, well, I, yeah, you should check, recheck. Go ahead, check again. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's an active thing. And I sent her some links. So, a week later, she got back to me and said, yeah, you're right. Lawyer checked it. You're right. Do it, <laughs> so, that, so I did it. Um, it's my job, bitch. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, all the little things you need to cover as much as you can. This is e-commerce. A lot of times, this is someone's business, or this is the start of their business, hopeful business. There's a lot of things that should be covered. All right. So, uh, you need to make sure you cover everything. Right? There's, all, there's, there's actually not a lot of design work that goes into this because a lot of it is dictated by the content. Of course, you know, you can add design, you can design everything, it should be, but in terms of um, how fully top to bottom design work should be done, this can actually... Uh, I don't know, over-designing should not be done in a lot of cases because the, the e-commerce aspect is more important. So, yeah, functionality is sort of more important in this case than um, presentation in a lot of cases. So uh, you do need to yeah, cover as much as you can. Make sure everything is... There's, there's no surprises, pretty much. All right, uh, let's go to number five. And once you're done with the brief, once you have the brief, start your research, right? Now, as for your research, I suggest going to WooCommerce.com or Y-I-T-H-E-M-E-S. Y-I-T-Y-I-Themes? Is that, is that right? Your inspirational themes. Yeah, Y-I-Themes, that's right. Let me type that in. Y-I-Themes. Yes, that's right, yithemes.com. Um, yith, I call them yith. Uh, Y-I-T-H and WooCommerce are the two leading developing companies, developer companies, developing companies, developing companies, making WooCommerce add-ons. Of course, WooCommerce.com has it, but yith does a really good job as well, and they usually have a little bit more features than the WooCommerce version, so sometimes you might have to opt in for that. Now, I, if I have a chance, I usually uh, go for the Yith versions because 
sometimes they have, like I said, they have extra options, but uh, WooCommerce add-ons are actually very helpful as well, and sometimes the, the client just chooses, if you ask them which one do you want, then they're like, which one's better? And they say, well, it depends. You want to go for the, the ones who made it, or you want to go for the ones with some extra features, and then, you know, it's up to them. But it's not always like that, but usually it is. Uh, so start your research there, and think about how you can repurpose a plugin to do something specific that the client wants. And that later comes down to something that's very important because um, if you try to come up with a very, very specific thing that the client just had in their mind, there's no plugin out there. Well, not I can't, I can't say no, but it's very rare to find a very specific plugin that does exactly what they want, you know? But there are a lot of plugins that can do a similar thing or the same thing in concept, but just in a different context. And that's the important difference. And that's why uh, I suggest just using these first. You can go search on Code Canyon, but it's, it's a hit or a miss. Sometimes you might end up with a piece of shit plugin. Uh, so if WooCommerce or Yith has it, then it's worth using. So. Uh, that's how, and, and once like, once you get used to their, their catalog, it's actually very, very useful because uh, when you're talking to a client, when they ask you questions, you can actually answer because you know exactly which plugin you can use. So that's, that's really good. It's really useful. So, um, yeah, if, you, if you're going to start getting WooCommerce clients, then hang out, browse those websites, and just familiarize yourself with the concepts of what they're doing okay with the concepts of what they're doing um, for example uh, let's see uh, product bundles I just see that just um, in the in the carousel at the moment so yith your inspirational themes WooCommerce product bundles if you want to use the product bundles you can do you can use it in a lot of different ways right if you, you can use it to Put together, and this is actually a WooCommerce uh, ex, uh, sample. You can put, you can have, use it to put together. Um, what is it? Uh, a computer, a DSLR, uh, a, a set. You know, there's a lot of things you can do it for. And what if it doesn't always have to be for computers or DSLRs? If someone wants to put together, let's say, um, like a, a, a prom. I don't know. You, you can't, that's hard to do, actually. But I was thinking about like the whole prom uh, uh, suit. I don't know. Let's try something else. Um, like a drawing tablet set. Like an iPad or a Wacom digi digitizer with whatever. And, you know, that kind of stuff. You can just put things together. And then you say, oh, yeah, I can make a product bundle out of this. You know, there's, it depend, depends on what they're doing. You, you can actually have um, a customized version of whatever. You know, you can have... Uh, you can have the shop put things together for you, customize it, and put it, send it over as long as you have enough products in the bundle choices, you know? So it all works together if you know what you're looking for, you know? So uh, like I keep saying, uh, do your research on YITH or uh, WooCommerce. It, it really will help. And then here's another tip. There's a plugin called Say What in WordPress. It's free. There is a Say What Pro, but free works fine. What you can do is you can actually change the string. If it's translatable, you can change it. And pretty much everything in WooCommerce is translatable. Uh, and every that's why all the add-ons are also translatable. In the end, that means you can change the words for anything. You can change the word ticket to token, I don't know, ticket to, I have no, sponge, I fucking don't know, but you can change the words pretty easily, and all you need to do is just find the right string, and usually the string is the, 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 the plug-in folder name, so just put, it, put that in there to find the right character string, and you can change it, swap it out, 
So Say What is a really useful plugin. You just use that with some of these and you can actually um, really customize the presentation of the product and the functionality of it. So um, I've talked quite a bit about this, but I'll just go over a little bit of an example, okay? Uh, I, do, I did write down quite a lot of examples here, but I don't think, because it's 40 minutes, like I said, and it's gonna become another long episode. It, I talk a lot. <laughs> and yeah, all right, we'll just talk about it, see where it goes. All right, so for example, all right, um, this is one, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in my, any, any of my podcasts before, but I could have, I could have. But here's one very specific product that, uh, it's a very specific brief that I got once from a client. Um, what they wanted was, and they showed me a few examples of some other companies doing this, which is, which is fascinating. You know, like you pay like a $20 subscription, a $30 subscription, and it's like, they send you a different dog toy every month. What? That's so cute. And they do really good business because all the dog owners, you know, of course, you know, you can go to a pet store and buy new dog toys, but you know, they're, they, this, this company makes dog toys and they send you new dog toys every month if you pay a subscription. And it's like a, it's like a package, you know? So they did really well with that. And this company is a gaming company, I think it is, something like that. And what they want to do is they want to design a new t-shirt, I think t-shirt or hat or something, a new clothing item with their custom design concerning, concerning the, uh, the, the toy, I mean the game. And People pay a subscription fee. Let's say you pay like $30 a month and that allows you to choose maybe the color or the size or the slightly different because they have like four different designs. So there's four different designs, five different t-shirt colors, let's say for example, something like that, that's what he gave me, and three different sizes, right? Four times five times three, what's that? 20, 60 different combinations if you put it all into one variation. Fucking hell, right? So, um, that, that's what they had. And, that, and, and the thing is, they wanted that price, $30, for their members, right? And if you're not a member, it'll be fucking $40, you know? And that means there's another product that's going to have to go up, all right? So, so... This guy was going around trying to get quotes and trying to get um, developers uh, to agree to his, uh, his, his vision. And what you can do with this, the way that you can approach this is you can have, of course, four different products. It will look like one page. It will look like one page, but it will just have a grid of four products and their uh, featured images will just be like the different designs. All right, four different products look like one because it's on one page, but it's like it'll say choose your design, and then you can pick one of the four. Once you pick one of the four, you go into the different color T-shirts and the different sizes. That much is easy enough, right? So it'll so then that means those products, those four products, and that page will be on a subscription. So if you pay, if customers pay a subscription that page is only open to the people with the subscription. And of course, you have to make, you have to duplicate that product with the regular pricing and have that open to the public. That's it. It's not, it's not that hard. But if, if they, when they say, um, I wanted to do this and this and this, in their mind, it is one product. It is one novelty product in their mind that the people can customize or choose. So it's one product in their mind that should have two different price tiers while having four different design options, five different uh, colors, and three different sizes. So it's, that's, if, you, if they say it like that, and if you are stuck with that, then it's gonna be a very, very hard thing to do, right? But 
like I said, if you divide it up into a page that is protected and four products are on that page, and that will lead to four different products with the t-shirt variations, then, that, then it'll work. And then have a whole new page, a whole new set of products that will do the same thing for the general public, you know? And you can, you can actually have the, the logged in people go to this special page and you can, you can have a menu show up on top uh, under conditions, right? Whether you're logged in, you're a subscriber or not, and then that will uh, lead you somewhere else. So you can actually swap it out. It will look pretty much the same. If you're logged in, it will say, order a shirt, order a product. And if you're not logged in, it will say the same thing, order a product but they lead to different pages. And one is protected, one is not. One set of products is protected, one set of products are not. You know, so it works. And he said I was the first one that actually said I can do it. You know, and um, I asked him how much were you planning on paying for it? And he gave me a number. And I said, okay, all right, I'll get back to you with my quote and we'll see where that goes. And I gave him uh, three times the price because I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck off. I'm not doing that. <laughs> it was it was more like um, if you want numbers, if you want numbers, this guy was looking at uh, about fifteen hundred, I think fifteen hundred, two thousand, fifteen hundred, something like that. A quote around that, uh, the upper yeah, around something like that, fifteen hundred to uh, two thousand, and I gave him a quote for like six thousand or something six or five thousand and I told him to fuck off because I really didn't want to do it. I should have quoted even higher and just told him to really fuck off like yeah but yeah this was yeah I didn't want it. Uh, this is a while ago and now in 2020 uh, I, I want to take better clients and not like clients who have such convoluted ideas you know unless they want to pay that is. So anyway so yeah that's that's one, one example that happened, and that's one way of solving the problem, you know? Uh, another thing that um, I want to talk about is this one is from, it's about a clothing company. Now, this guy, uh, he turned out to be a fucking dickhead, fuckface, asshole, asshat, motherfucker, piece of shit kind of person. Uh, but he, this is when I've, first started getting into WooCommerce and I didn't know how much work it entailed so I just started off on the wrong foot with this one but he kept on saying the, the, the main the main I don't know uh, the main what is it uh, uh, argument that he kept on pushing in my face was that regular e-commerce websites should be able to do this and that that's what he kept on saying, which is not true because what's, what's the criteria for a regular e-commerce website? Like what, you know? And the, well, the best you can do is default WooCommerce and default WooCommerce doesn't have any of that shit, you know? Like, cause he wanted to sell clothes. He wanted to get size charts, different size charts, depending on the type of clothes, the categories. And then he had colors that he needed to add. He wanted. He asked me how I how he adds the colors, and I told him. I said, "Well, there." Are, he wanted to name the colors really differently, and then have like slight nuances to all the colors. So he ended up with like fucking thirty colors. <laughs> what? There's only seven in the rainbow. <laughs> now there's more than seven, I think. But yeah, he ended up with like thirty something colors. And just for one category, and then he went into a different category, he had, and then he had textures for some of them, and which is all fine. I understand that that can happen, and you need you need the variations for that. But he wanted um, everything done in the way that he wanted it presented, and some of it was not necessarily the easy way to do it because you know how some products have like swatches. Yeah, he wanted to do that for every product. And in the end, what happened was, and because he had so many products he wanted to upload, uh, while I was building it, he demanded uh, access. I gave it to him. 
Uh, luckily, he did not rip me off, but the next website he came to me for, he did. So that's why he's a piece of shit. Um, so I haven't learned anything <laughs> back then, which is why I can say it now. I would never do that again. Uh, but yeah, so he had a lot of demands, a lot of demands, like sides, like two, three different sidebars, uh, different pop-ups, everything. He had so many demands, and he kept on saying that is what a regular website should have. And back then, I just wanted to finish this, so I just got dragged along. And so that's why, after that, the next clothing website that I got, uh, and this lady was... I think uh, trying to import, buy like boxes of it from China and then sell it in, uh, I think it was Kenya, Nairobi, is it? Is that in Kenya? So that's, that's, that's what she wanted to do. So what I did was I told her, yeah, you're gonna have to get the size charts. I know how to do that, but it'll, it'll cost you extra. You know, that kind of stuff, so I was prepared, of course. And later she wanted, she kept on changing her uh, style, the, the, the website, like the style of everything and how everything was laid out. She couldn't make up her mind. It, it was a nightmare as well. But yeah, so if you get used to, and I think I mentioned this in episode, I think it was, um, I'm looking through the list, episode fucking 13, is it 13? I think it was, yeah, Door to Door Cannibals, episode 13. If you go to episode 13, I talk about how to start off and how to get your first clients. Um, but yeah, if you sort of specialize in a certain WooCommerce uh, field, then in the end, you will know a lot about it and it gets easier and easier as you go on. So um, that's, that's one thing that you really should think about. Don't try to try everything. You know, like I did, and just just get stressed, frustrated, and cursing all the time. But you know, stick to things that you know, and and the next time you get this get a similar person who does that, you know, you can sort of um, um, beat them to the punch and and offer things that they might not have even thought of. You know, so that's pretty cool. All right, so I think um, I've actually talked about fifty minutes about this. So I won't even do the articles and resources. I'll just stick with this. So um, I did talk a lot about a lot of technical stuff in, uh, in the, on this episode. So if you have questions, just send me an email and I'll try to help answer. I will have, I will have a lot of um, links to the things that I mentioned before. So check those out and um, uh, come, to the, come to the post and check out Metallica's um, Things Should Not Be. All right, cool. All right, so um, take care and I will see you in the next episode. All right, bye-bye.